What's good, Chiefs Kingdom? Free agency frenzies upon us, and some moves have been made. We've lost some players. We've gained some players. You know we got to talk about it. So with that being said, welcome to the Keem Connect Podcast. This is the Kansas City Chiefs Podcast here with your host and producer, Eric Lepardis, certified health and performance consultant. I hope Chiefs Kingdom is doing extremely well today. Chiefs Kingdom, I just want to say uh, first and foremost, I apologize why I've been kind of a little MIA. I would have wanted to get an episode out earlier this week. Um, I was sick as fuck. Yeah, I had the stomach bug. Me and Cassie, we were both, oh my goodness, it was just bad. I'm not going to get into detail, but I'm sure you guys all know what the stomach bug, the stomach flu does to y'all. But yeah, man, I was down for, you know, a couple days um, and then just just wanted to kind of recover a little bit more that, you know, this last, uh, actually, I would say 24, 48 hours because I got sick on Tuesday and then uh, I was out obviously all day on Tuesday. I went to work early in the morning. Only got one client in, and then I just was horrible, felt horrible, went home, and that's when the party started, and uh, me and her, me and Cassie, we were both just, oh my goodness, we were in bed all day, and then uh, Wednesday, still kind of, you know, not feeling, you know, the best, you know, still achy, but, you know, wasn't running a fever anymore, uh, so I took the all day uh, Wednesday, uh, was back at work by Thursday, but I still wasn't, you know, myself, you know, until today, I actually feel legitimately myself and, you know, today's Friday, we're recording this episode, uh, on, like I said, Friday, March 17th, this is episode 72 of the podcast. Uh, we are rolling strong into season two. Uh, I think this is what three episodes already into season two, uh, off season going to be slow, you know. You know, we were so used to getting two episodes out, sometimes three, depending on if it was a bonus episode. Sometimes we were getting those out. Um, well, not sometimes. We were doing that, obviously, every week during the season. And <clears throat> it's, you know, been hectic, obviously, since we've won the Super Bowl this off season, it's It's crazy because when you win the Super Bowl, you don't realize how fast the combine is, like, immediately after that. And we won the Super Bowl... Uh, the second weekend of February because it got pushed back because of the extra week, and you're immediately you're immediately in the combine the first essentially the first weekend of March. The combine was two weekends ago, so it it's the off season's rolling by. You know, before you know it, the draft's gonna be here, uh, which will be in Kansas City. Um, and then, you know, next thing you know, it's, it's camp and we're back to, back to season, uh, 2023. So, um, but it, it's, it's going to be great. Let's, uh, let's keep these things, uh, going. Let's keep this, uh, episodes rolling strong. I love my fans. Whoever, you know, takes the time to listen to this podcast. I appreciate you guys. Um, I know I don't have a lot of viewers, but the the ones who do listen and I, I say viewers, there's 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 no viewing. You're just listening. You know, 
my listeners of this podcast, um, I appreciate you guys. You know, you guys are the ones who, you know, keep me, you know, going. So, um, let's just keep, let's keep, uh, Kingdom Connect rolling. All right, let's go go on with the episode. I'm just kind of bullshitting at this point. Uh, first and foremost, RIP to Otis Taylor. Uh, he had passed away. Oh, that was like almost... Oh, goodness gracious. Let's go ahead and check when that happened. I had posted it. I was like a couple days late. I want to say it was like a week and a half ago when he did. Um, yeah, it, it was it was a little over a week ago when he had passed. Uh, but RIP to him. Obviously, Otis Taylor was amazing uh, when he was played. He was, you know, part of that first world championships. What's good, Chiefs Kingdom? If you guys like this podcast and like what you're listening to, I want you guys to go ahead and give it a five-star rating and a good review. You can find this podcast on all your major audio platforms, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, you guys can go ahead and follow the podcast only on Instagram, and that's at Kingdom Connect. And then you guys can follow me personally on Instagram and Twitter at BigEKC. That's Big EKC. And like I said, go ahead and give this podcast a five-star rating and a really great review. I appreciate you all. So again, RIP to Otis Taylor, and my condolences goes out to his uh, family and his loved ones. All right, um, obviously, the, the, the talk of everything so far in the NFL is free agency, free agency frenzy. Uh, legal tampering was on start. I want to say legal tampering started Monday and then day two of legal tampering was on Tuesday. And then obviously the first official day of a free agency started on Wednesday. And obviously there's been more signings. There's been some trades. There's been releases. I would say the two biggest things though, as far as player wise is news. This is not chiefs related. Lamar Jackson trying to find the biggest the biggest contract of them all time and Aaron Rodgers finally coming out of the woodworks and saying that I'm a jet it's just the it's just the Packers holding you know you know everything or not the Packers it's just the negotiations of the trade holding everything up um at least I haven't seen any announcement of uh, the trade official official um details i should say <clears throat> and uh and then obviously i would say the biggest trade so far would probably be the draft picks the ryan poles trading the first uh overall pick to carolina panthers for a boatload of picks i mean they got like obviously the first i think a first next year second next year and like a third, I want to say they got like two, they got like two first, two seconds and two thirds. I don't know. I could be totally wrong. I'm actually, I'm going to look up the trade details. I don't want to tell you guys some bullshit. Okay. Uh, Chicago Bears. Trade. I'm just going to look it up real quick. Obviously, uh, the Carolina Panthers threw DJ Moore in the mix. Okay, so the Bears trade the number one overall pick 
to the Carolina Panthers, and then the Bears got uh, DJ Moore. Obviously, this year's number nine, uh, this year's second, and then uh, 2024 next year's uh, first, and then a 2025 second, which was obviously a great pick. And then he's obviously been blowing up his – not blowing up his team as far as, like, cutting everybody, but he's been signing everybody, like Tremaine Edmonds and uh, – Ed. Uh, the guy, the Edwards, Mike Edwards, I think his name, or not Mike Edwards. We just signed Mike. We just signed Mike Edwards. <laughs> I'm tripping. Um, I don't know. Uh, they just signed a. They signed another light linebacker that played for the uh, Eagles. I can't remember his name, but we just signed uh, Edwards from the uh, Bucks. Now I'm gonna get into all the, you know, obviously our free agency and stuff like that, but because. Chiefs Kingdom was getting completely impatient, and everybody was like, oh, um, Veach is not making any moves, and guys, come on. Like, look what he's doing. And obviously, he made just made two two great moves, in my, in my personal opinion. Uh, obviously, a lot of Chiefs Kingdom is agreeing with it, um, but cheap deals, too. But we lost some guys, and that's part of free agency. Excuse me. Sorry. I apologize. Every time I start talking on this podcast, I don't know what it is about me, but it just, you know, stuff just, oh, gosh. Um, anyways, back to what I was saying. Um, oh, gosh, where's the... I'm going to try to find... You know, a lot of players been getting cut. <clears throat> a lot of players been getting re-signed. Uh, I think the biggest thing is a lot of people didn't expect Darius Slay to go back to the um, the Eagles. That was kind of a you know ironic thing. Well, it was leaked, kind of false. Uh, you know, I think Darius Slay kind of pointed that out on Twitter that it was like you know quick to jump the gun. You shouldn't have did that or whatever. But um. Obviously, the biggest one in Chiefs Kingdom, I should say, is probably Orlando Brown. Uh, as far as, like, loss. Um, uh, before I even get into all that, let's talk about uh, us officially saying goodbye to Frank and uh, Frank Clark and Chad Henney. I apologize to you all if I'm sounding weird. You know, I haven't been on a podcast and, you know, did an episode in the last, you know, two weeks, it felt feels like, and I was sick earlier this week, so I apologize if I'm stuttering a little bit or if I'm, uh, you know, being slow, you know, my thought process. It's just, you know, my, you know, when you're sick sometimes and you're trying to recover that, you know, from that, your memory and, you know, trying to gather all your information and what you want to spill out, you know, sometimes, you know, it could be slow to thought, you know, I got my notes right here, but you know, obviously me, I try to study my notes and, you know, say what I know. So bear with me. I appreciate you guys all. Um, but they officially said, uh, goodbye to Frank Clark and Chad Henney. Uh, those guys are very important to the organization. Obviously Chad Henney was very important to Pat, uh, Patrick, you know, after Alex Smith, uh, being gone, but being uh, Patrick's backup and just, you know, having a veteran mindset in that room uh, always kept him working. So, and Frank Clark, obviously, you know, we, we, 
the signing, the trade, obviously was bad um, as far as like money and contract and how you know what you gave up just based off you know the production because he wasn't a double digit sack guy. That's what you were paying him to do. You were paying him to be that you know all star guy and. You know, obviously he was in the postseason, and that's what we will always remember him for. I don't know if that lands him in the ring of honor. It could, just because of the impact in the postseason, and I would say that would be it. Um, but I just, I don't know. It, it's just because you can you can go ahead and say other guys really contributed to getting rings, because we look at Tyron Matthew, I mean, are people going to say, is he going to be a part of the Ring of Honor of Chiefs Kingdom? I mean, I think he could be. I mean, he was a captain, an MVP of the team. Um, obviously, the captain of the defense, the leader, uh, won uh, the charity challenge for Walter uh, Payton Man of the Year Award. And then, um, you know, he's a two-time All-Pro with us and went to two Super Bowls and won one. So he could be in the Ring of Honor, but that that's because I just because of what I just named out all those things. Frank Clark just has the postseason, uh, basically the postseason uh, work of art for us. And you know, obviously, when you when you get paid a lot of money and this and that, you just you need to, you know we need to see the whole picture. So. But regardless, I will always appreciate Frank Clark. I I loved Frank Clark the moment we got him. Um, I've always just been an advocate of him, um, and I've, I'm still an advocate for him to come back. I, I think it's go- I think the door's shut. I think he's probably going to sign somewhere at some point, uh, just because of the post. Usually, when they make posts like that, it's usually because it's 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 really shut. And I don't think he's going to really come here to play on a cheap deal to, and take less snaps. Because that's that's essentially what I said. If if Frank were to stay, I I would take him. You know, he was going to have to take a pay cut every year, and it would turn more into incentive base and uh, a roster, uh, you know, a small roster bonus, and um, and then uh, and he's going to have to take less snaps because you're going to draft edges. You're going to keep you're going to keep this defense young and areas um just so you're not having to dish out you know big you know you you can ship guys out easier that way and you could just keep reloading because you're going to keep getting younger in the draft now obviously i don't know what brett veach's mindset's going to go you know as far you know in the draft this ah see told you guys I don't know what his mindset is going to, you know, be like going into this draft because obviously last year it was secondary heavy, but who knows? All right. So I don't know if I should start with the free agent losses that we've had and or the free agent ends so far. And obviously I need to add two more to the list because Brett Beach is just cooking, man. That motherfucker is cooking. So, obviously, the first free agent... I'll just start with the losses. The first free agent we lost was Andrew Wiley. Uh, I appreciate everything he did. Uh, he obviously was a undrafted guy. was on a couple practice squads before he landed uh, with the Chiefs practice squad. Then he worked his way up uh, to an eventual starter. He, he played meaningful snaps towards the tail end of the 2018 season, I believe. Because I think LDT was hurt. 
Um, and that was going into, uh, yeah, that was going into the 2018 season um, uh, when uh, Mahomes, or the 2018 playoffs when Mahomes was uh, first year starting, he won his MVP, and we had lost in the AFC title game that year because LDT was hurt. Uh, and then the next year he was just backup role and then he started playing meaningful snaps in 2020 as a guard back to a guard again, because the guard that replaced LDT was Coleccio Semley and he blew his kneecaps out. And so Wiley took his spot. He became starter at guard. Uh, then our line was just got decimated throughout the year. Uh, and then losing Eric Fisher in the AFC Championship was just the icing on the cake. Obviously, we knew what happened in the Super Bowl that year, uh, and he was the star at right tackle. Um, and then uh, the following year, 2021, Lucas Niang, he's the starting right tackle. He gets hurt. Andrew Wiley gets back in that position. Andrew Wiley basically permanently takes that position the remainder of the 21 season and then he's the starter the whole year of the 2022 season and that landed him a contract to Washington and he signed for a three three years for a 24 million deal thank you Andrew Wiley for your contributions uh you will be working with Eric Bieniemy. kudos to you um next guy was uh I want to say it was Mike Burton um yeah it was Mike Burton he, I I don't know the specifics I know he signed a one-year deal with Denver uh yeah I know division rival but but look at the coach Sean Payton Sean Payton was a coach in New Orleans for years and Mike Burton played in New Orleans for a few years and in Mike Burton's or I should say how Sean Payton ran his offense Mike Burton played pretty much 33, had like 33% snaps, and I'm sorry. If you looked at Mike Burton, he was just a special teams guy, leader in the locker room, but it, I think Andy's kind of realized that the, the fullback position is not, at least you kind of hope, it's probably not, you know, the, I don't know, it's probably not the right uh, position to keep around. I mean, there's some some teams still have fullbacks. I'm not saying that they're not you know used anymore, but I don't think Andy's going to be using them because he's realized, you know, hey, I have tight ends that I could put in H back sets uh, and some fullback sets, and then you know if I want to run a couple twins uh, or you know some you know offset you know offset H you know H back um, sets and. You know, Noah Gray, you know, did that a lot. Um, <clears throat> Blake Bell did some snaps there, too. But Noah Gray did it a lot last year, obviously, with the QB sneaks, too. So, I mean, I, I you know, I just think that they'll probably do that. I mean, you even saw some plays in the Super Bowl where, you know, they, I don't even think Mike Burton got one offensive snap. Now, I'll have to go back and really, you know, I didn't watch every single snap. I didn't all 22 every single snap of uh, offense, but I mean it was pretty much. I mean they anytime they used the fullback, it was Pacheco or uh, McKinnon, and they were you know lined up in that that you know that double offset uh, uh, tailback or twins H back I should say. Um. Oh. 
who else? But yeah, no, he's gonna you know reunite with Sean Payton. So kudos to him. He won a Super Bowl. Now he can go get his ass kicked twice a year from us. Um, Juju. Oh no, 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 no. I'll get to Juju. But Colin Saunders. This one hurt. This one was the first one that hurt in my opinion. I really loved Colin Saunders to stay, but you know that's that's part of it. Um, he was really interacting with the fans a lot, uh, before his, his parting. And I, and I think that was, I think he was, you know, in his feelings, I mean, based off Twitter, you know, based off, you know, the emotions he was saying he was, and I'm not saying he was in his feelings in a negative way, but he was definitely, you know, emotional because he knew that he was, you know, it was done. And, um, he said that this was, you know, a new feeling and he was, you know, had a lot of anxiety because of it, but, you know, he signed with new Orleans. Uh, they didn't throw out his deal yet. Um, I'll probably field Yates probably posted. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Um, but yeah, he signed with new Orleans. He's going to reunite with Tyron Matthew. Uh, I don't know if Daniel Sorensen's still there, but yeah, he'll reunite with him. Um, next one, this, this one hurt, but you know, I knew he wasn't, honestly, I just had a gut feeling he wasn't going to return. Um, just because I just knew someone was going to throw him the bag and new England did. They threw Juju Smith Schuster three years for 33 million, 33 million. He's going to, you know, play go over there to, you know, Bill Belichick system. You know, I have some Pat's friends that, that were not happy about the, us, the signing, but you know, hey, if he gives you guys a thousand yards, why are you going to be mad? They're hoping that they're going to get what he gave Mahomes. They saw what he did, what Mahomes did for him, and they need that. And he'll be good for Mac Jones. They they need that type of receiver. They need that type of veteran. I think Jude. You know, I know the whole TikTok you know thing rubbed everybody the wrong way. I thought it was cringy. I will admit, I do think the TikTok video was cringy. Um, and just really not warranted, you know, I, I get it. I I'm all for trash talk. I get where he's coming from, but I just, I personally wouldn't have done that. Now the whole Valentine's thing was funny as hell. That, that was funny. And I, I get why he did that, but that was a little clever. Um, but I, I, I know Bill Belichick, he's not going to put up with dumb stuff. He, he's probably going to say he probably called Andy already. They've probably have already had the conversation like, Hey, what did you tell Juju? You know, how did you tell him about the whole TikTok crap? And, you know, he probably said, I stay off of it. You know, when during, you know, season it's, you know, you focus, don't do nothing crazy. I mean, I think Ju- obviously I don't get on TikTok, so I, I don't know. I'm sure Juju still did TikToks. I'm just, he probably just wasn't obnoxious about it. Um, or he wasn't doing anything that would be considered a, a distraction. Like he's not out there, you know, doing John ja Morant crap. Um, and that's, it's, then that's nothing. That's no, you know, diss against John ja Morant. I mean, if he's really going through some, you know, some serious things mentally, I'm, I'm all for him getting help. Um, next person, uh, but you know, before I, you know, go on to the next person, but Juju will be missed. I I will miss Juju. Thank you for the year, man. You, you helped win a championship. So, uh, kudos to you for getting your bag. That's a big contract you got, man. So kudos to you when everybody said your, your, your career was dead after, you know, injuries and big playing with, uh, the corpse of big Ben. Um, 
Juan Thornhill, uh, next one. I, you knew it was happening. I mean, it it wasn't anything surprising. Um, that's why they drafted Brian uh, Brian Cook, and obviously we just signed a, a safety and uh, Mike Edwards. So um, that's just obviously going to add more to the veteran depth. And, you know, maybe Mike Edwards probably he could be taking the uh oh uh, gosh. What role? What? Who was that? I'm already. Uh, I already lost my. Um, he was 26. I already lost my my memory on who that was. He was just with us. Uh, he could be taking that role. Who knows? Um, they still may draft a safety, but this signing was uh, obviously you know just you know we needed more safeties in the room because we just lost you know Juan Thornhill. Uh, but Juan Thornhill signed with Cleveland. He signed a three-year, $21 million, uh, contract. Uh, it was good for him. I mean, it, it's not like a, a super big deal. I mean, it's only, you know, he's only getting $7 million a year. He's not getting uh, – he's getting a lot more than he was getting paid his rookie contract, obviously. But um, – and it's, you know, a lot of it's also incentives, and it's all a lot backloaded, you know, towards the tail end of the, in the get-out year. So – I don't know. I mean, I think he just, you know, and I'm sure he got, you know, a good signing bonus. I didn't look too much into his contract, but, you know, he had a good, he had a decent year with us. I, I think the safety, like I say, I was really critical of the safety play in the beginning of the season, but I think they got better uh, towards the tail end. And that was just, you know, obviously um, Justin uh, Reed getting, you know, acclimated to really commanding that, you know, that backside of that defense. Um, Brian Cook obviously being a rookie. And Thornhill really taking a stride of being a, the, the the leader, too, in the back, you know, backside because he didn't have a guy like Tyron back there to, you know, essentially take that voice piece, too. So, you know, yeah, kudos to Juan. Uh, good luck to you, man. Uh, thank you for contributing to, you know, I know you didn't play in the postseason uh, for the first championship because of your ACL, ACL injury, but you battled throughout the year and helped with those wins that helped get to that point. So um, thank you for the two championships, man. All right, the next one. Obviously the dun, dun, dun. Um... And these are guys that, um, and I'm saying losses because they signed somewhere else. We have more free agents, guys that haven't that haven't signed anywhere. Um, but these are the guys that obviously have signed to uh, to other teams. So Orlando Brown, I knew he was going to sign somewhere else because of uh, the Juwan Taylor signing, uh, just based off the money that they gave him and. Uh, how people were reacting and saying that they were out on him. Um, it look, I was an Orlando Brown advocate, you know, most of the year. I thought he was, you know, a guy that got better, you know, throughout the year. And I thought, hey, look, you know, he's a guy that's willing to play left tackle. You know, I, I know that that's not a whole lot, you know, because I'm sure a lot of guys would be willing to, but. We needed him in these moments because he was the only guy we had. You know, it wasn't like you could just you couldn't just cut the guy because there there was there was literally no one to replace him. And I know that's what a lot of Chiefs Kingdom wanted, 
And, you know, yeah, there were a lot of plays that made you pull your hair out when you saw him play. But, the you know, it was not every play. It, it was not like that. And you know what? If you even go back and look at the Arden Key, you know, injury on Mahomes, that, that's not on Orlando Brown. Yes, that's Orlando Brown's guy. But Patrick had plenty of time to step up in that pocket and to throw the ball and, you know, get rid of the ball. You know, or you know, you get you got to understand. You know, are if you're going to leave your type of tackles, if you're going to leave the tackles that you have on islands, you got to understand that you know you don't have a lot of time to get rid of the ball. And I'm not blaming Mahomes. I'm not blaming him in a negative way. I'm just not going to sit there and say that that's not that's not Orlando Brown held his guy, you know, enough, you know, for who he is, you know, because we knew who Orlando Brown was already. Now, I think by getting on ESPN Live, you know, turning the the contract that he had down last year. Now, I understand why he turned it down. He wanted more guaranteed. People have to understand that players want guaranteed more guaranteed money. They could care less about APY. APY is just something that's a sexy a sexy number for people just to drool all over for social media and media sports media in general. Players want their guaranteed money, the money that's actually going to come to them, and their cash. They're they're not gonna they're not gonna they don't care about um you know they don't care about oh I'm only making this much this year I don't give a shit I'm getting this guaranteed money you know as far as like base salary so he got. You know, he he didn't. He, I think he only got two years guaranteed. A lot of it was backloaded money in the contract. So I understand why he didn't sign it. Now I still think he should have because maybe they probably if if he got better in the third year, maybe the fourth year with the offense, maybe they would have been willing for renegotiations. I don't know, but they also didn't willing. They weren't willing to put. They didn't want to put the franchise tag on him. It doesn't look like we're franchise tagging anybody. Um, based off that, they weren't going to franchise tag Juju. Um, so I don't know. I, I just, I think, um, I think, you know, Orlando Brown. He he, you know, he tried to play the market. Um, I, the market obviously wasn't good. Um, and then every report started saying they were viewing him as a right tackle. And you know what? I, I think I, I get it, but he's already given you two years of left tackle play. So you can't really expect a guy just to automatically just want to just switch positions. That's just not, that's just, that's not going to be his mindset that that's going to be other teams mindsets for sure, but that's not going to be his and it seems like Cincinnati was the only team that was willing to keep him at left tackle, and because uh, they got Luell, Con- they got Collins at right, and their Jonah Williams is asking for a trade now. So uh, he signed a four uh, he he signed a four year sixty four million dollar deal, which obviously is a lot less than what we offered uh, from a base salary standpoint. Um, but he's, he's getting his, uh, his guarantee, his big guaranteed automatically up front. I mean, it's, he's getting his guaranteed money. I mean, for sure. I mean, it's, I'm sure he, I don't think it was, I don't know if it was as much as Kansas city offered. Um, 
based off obviously roster bonus and the cash yearly cash and that 31 million that he's about to get this Sunday. I, I don't know if it was the, the, the quite the same as far as guarantees, but he's getting a lot of money up front and he signed the largest signing bonus, um, as a, uh, offensive tackle. Hey, kudos to him. Was I a little salty that he chose to sign with Cincinnati? Yes. But if that was the only team that was willing to give him, let him play that position, then you know what? So be it. He's now part of the opposing team. Thank you for your contributions. Thank you for the two years, man. You know you struggled in a lot of ways. You know, but you played. You played well. You played. You know, solid in a lot of ways. You know, and I thank you for the championship. I thank you for the zero sacks, contributing to the zero sacks in the Super Bowl. Um, and good luck to you moving forward. Hopefully, you know, you can, you know, strive in this, that offense. You know, I don't, obviously I don't want you to win now. Fuck the Bengals. You're part of the enemy, but I mean, I'm not, I'm, I don't, again, I don't wish negative upon players. That's just not me. And they say that, you know, he seems like he's going to be a better fit for that offense. So we shall see. Um... But it is pretty funny. It is pretty funny seeing Bengals fans on Twitter flexing Orlando Brown's championship. We got a Super Bowl left tackle. Who do you have? We have a Super Bowl winning left tackle. I'm like, y'all, you literally lost to him a year ago. Y'all were the reason why he won a Super Bowl to get to the Super Bowl. It's, yeah. Anyways. That's that's just some dumb Bengals fans, and it, it's hilarious seeing that shit. But um, good luck to OB. Um, next, uh, Patrick Patrick actually converted some of his money. I think he's converted like twelve million, uh, which had put the obviously the cap up to seventeen before they you know they obviously did their signings today. Um, I I'll have to go to over the cap or to look up. Um, matter of fact, I'll actually do it now. I don't know if they've uh, factored in. Um, I don't know if they've factored in. Uh, the Chiefs yet. Alright, so I'm on over the cap right now. Okay, so we have... 14 right now and effective cast space obviously 11 all right so obviously we spent some money today and that only took i think they've already taken it off because we were at 17 million now it looks like it's down to 14 so uh with those two signings uh drew tranquil and mike edwards that obviously brought that down uh, but yeah, Patrick converted some of his money. I think uh, Chris Jones extension's coming soon, and that's going to throw more money on the cap, so we can uh, probably get a another free agent. Um, I I don't know if Larry Mitunsel's an option just because we signed Juwan Taylor, and um, maybe I don't know if they really want to trade for him because I think the Houston Texans are going to want a first round pick. And I don't think the chiefs want to give up the first round pick just because of the draft, unless the trade really, really made sense, like the most sense in the world. But, um, 
or it could be a wide receiver. I mean, people want DeAndre Hopkins. People want Odell Beckham. Um, we're not paying Odell Beckham 20 a year, but if you do try to cover, um, you could cover DeAndre uh, Hopkins' um, contract if, um, you know, you, you could restructure it a little bit too, but if you extend Chris Jones, I'm sure you could. Uh, but obviously you'll have to trade for DeAndre Hopkins and that too. And that will all depend on the compensation because I'm not giving a first round pick up for any, any player. I just, I'm just not, I'm not a receiver at least. I'm, I'm none of the receivers, especially, especially DeAndre Hopkins. And he's in his thirties. It would, it would be a guy that you're only expecting to have for, you know, at least a couple years, two to three years. Um, and hopefully to, to win at least one to two championships within that span. So um, who knows if there's going to be more ends. But let's start with uh, what has happened so far uh, as far as like the, the free agent um, ends because I just, you know, did the losses. So I, I'm doing the, I guess I shouldn't say ends. I should say wins or it's not really a win. I mean, these are wins, you know, because you're getting your players, but I, I don't know what I was thinking when I wrote that note down, but anyways, uh, they tendered Shane Bouchelle. They obviously love him. They want him in the room. I think they want to keep grooming him to the point where maybe he might be a legitimate backup somewhere. He might could be a starter. You know, they could, some team could trade for him or whatever. I don't know. They tendered Prince Tega, Obviously, losing Orlando Brown, you need depth uh, at the offensive line. He's play, he's on the left tackle side too. Um, and then they tendered uh, Jody Fortson. Um, or they that was you know we obviously wanted that. Um, who else they do they they all uh, they did the UFA or the I think they did the UFA on Jody Fortson. Let me see what they did. Sports and Chiefs specifics, what they did for him. Okay, they tendered him and they put him um, as a ERFA, which was is exclusive rights uh, free agent. So they tendered him that way. And let me do Tommy Townsend because I know. I think they did like a UFA on him. A low tender as a restricted free agent. So, yeah, they're... They're going to hope that they can keep him around. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, that's with uh, Townsend. And then, obviously, guys that uh, we had brought in. Oh, forgot about Turk Wharton. Uh, they signed him to a one-year $2, um, one $2 million deal. So, uh, good to have Turk Wharton back. We're going to need him, uh, especially at the D-tackle spot. Uh, you know, you lost uh, Colin Saunders. So you, you know, we really, really need, need D-line depth as well. It's it's O-line and D-line depth and uh, maybe a receiver, a couple receivers. Um, <clears throat> so they brought in uh, – the first signing was obviously Juwan Taylor. They signed him to a four-year $80 million deal. Expected to play left tackle. 
He hasn't before played right tackle all his NFL career with Jacksonville Jaguars. Really good, good, you know, not a, you know, all world, but, you know, a great, great, good uh, pass blocking uh, grade. Not so good run blocking grade. So, um, but if you look at the comparison stats in general, let me pull these up real quick. So if you're comparing Juwan Taylor to uh, Orlando Brown, um, it's uh, if you're looking sacks allowed, uh, Orlando obviously gave up four this year, and Juwan did five. So one, you know, one uh, more than Orlando. Now pressures, this is different. Juwan Taylor only gave up 21 pressures. Orlando Brown gave up 58. Now, this is the big thing that people don't realize. Pressures is a very important thing. And I'm not. this is not me dissing on Orlando Brown. Like I said, I was an advocate for Orlando Brown. I'm just doing a comparison because this guy is expected to be our left tackle. And if we can minus the pressures, we know that Patrick can avoid sacks. It's just let's avoid the pressures. Um, Orlando Brown, you know, uh, had 44 QB hurries. Jawan Taylor had 15. If Pat can stay in a clean pocket this is gonna be perfect um orlando brown 10 qb hits Juwan taylor one um pass blocking grade 75.9 uh, which is obviously good and then um and then orlando brown had a better one 76.8 i mean when i say that's good it's i'm not saying it's all world it's great it's just it's middle pack you know so orlando brown has slightly better uh, pass blocking grade uh, but obviously Orlando Brown's run blocking grades a, a lot better than Juwan Taylor's but obviously you know it's a remainder to be seen you know I'm not I'm not saying we don't even know he could he could be a right tackle and we draft we draft a left tackle who knows we could still trade for Laramie Tunsil who knows I don't know what's gonna happen but if he is a left tackle He's athletic. I've watched some of his his film. He he has hips. Uh, he can he moves his feet a lot. You know, it's a lot quicker than Orlando Brown's. So, who knows? It it may just take great coaching. Coach Heck is the best offensive line coach in the NFL, in my opinion. And I'm not saying that because of I'm not saying that because of you know, me being a Chiefs fan, it's just because look at the guys he's coached over the years and just being able to take talent and, you know, even rookies and just plug them in there and, you know, coach them up and get them to where they need to be. Um, and say what you want. I mean, he probably elevated Orlando's game in a lot of ways, you know, you know, not saying Orlando Brown, you know, again, I'm not saying that he was all world, you know, the pro call with the pro bowl what you know what it is you know we may not see it as the same but that's voted on mostly by their uh their peers so they they see him as a as a good left tackle in the league as you know peers his peers do um but um yeah no Juwan taylor I, i'm pulling for him I'm, I'm really happy that he's here and again, we don't know if the we don't know if it's going to blow up in our faces because you know we haven't seen it happen yet. So it's going to take coaching from Coach Heck and lining up next to Joe Tooney. He'll be good. I have no worries. Um, 
All right, and then let's do Charles Omenahu. Obviously, he just signed. Uh, he came from uh, the San Francisco 49ers, uh, formerly played with uh, Houston Texans. I think he was – I don't know if he was undrafted or he was drafted. Um, let me look that up. Charles Omenahu. Now, obviously, there's a pending legal charge, and I get beat reporters are supposed to ask those questions, but, man, it's it's like one of those things, like, damn, it's like, I, it's just so cringy when you hear them being asked, and I'm not a beat reporter, I'm just a podcaster, a Chiefs fan, so, I, it, it's, yeah, I, um, he's my brother's age, roughly around my brother's age. Um, and yeah, he was, professional career, okay, yeah, he was drafted in the fifth round, 161st overall in the 2019 uh, draft, okay, and then he was traded to the 49ers, uh, for a sixth, uh, a sixth round pick. Um, he had a really good year uh, last year. Uh, he obvi- four and a half sacks. Um, it was uh, you know he has versatility. He can play inside outside. Uh, you'll see him a lot down in the sub packages, probably playing in. I would assume inside, and you'll you'll see him a lot on the edge spot. Um, but I love his versatility. Uh, I love what he brings. He's explosive. He has power. Um, and, you know, he has some bend to him. I, I've seen some of his snaps at edge. He has some bend to him. So um, really, really good to get Chucko. Ch- that I know that they uh, – I've heard some pe- people calling him Chuck, so I called him Chuck O. All right, so we obviously just signed a couple more guys. Let me pull up. Uh, Drew Tranquil was the first one. I'm completely not spelling his name right. So we signed him to a one-year deal. Um, they didn't. What's the details? So. Last year, uh, his, he had his best season so far last year um, with the Chargers. He did. He was with the Chargers. It's kind of one of those things. If you can't beat him, join him. Um, he started. He started 16 games. Had 95 solo tackles, 10 tackle for losses, five sacks, four passes defended, 15 pressures, and 17 70 pass rush reps. And he's a coverage guy. He is very he's explosive. I've seen his game. I really like him. I'm I'm shocked they got him for cheap. Um but a lot, I see a lot of people coming out here saying, "Oh, he's the new he's a new coverage linebacker. He's he's the new dime backer." I'm not saying he's not going to get dime reps. He's going to get dime reps, but let's 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 not just sit here and act like Spags just just removes guys just like that. He is clearly day in and day, day in and day out has said, "I am loyal. I I am loyal to. I just don't take guys 
and remove guys off of spots. He has said that. And Nick Bolton has manned the dime spot probably the last, I mean, pretty much the last couple years. Even he was doing it a little, a lot of it his rookie year. I don't think they're just going to remove Nick Bolton off that spot already. Now, I think they're going to give Nick Bolton a rest because it's it's tough playing a lot, you know, three downs all the damn time, especially when you you were hoping Willie Gay could be that guy. But this is telling me that, hey, if Willie Gay's on his way out and this guy actually steps up, they may give this guy a contract if and let Willie Gay get paid somewhere else. Who knows? I mean... Who who knows? This guy completely can get cut for all we know. For all we know, because I'm sure a lot of it's incentives too, and he could just be a camp body. Um, remember the linebacker that we signed last year? Uh, who was it? The guy who played for the Panthers. Gosh, I can't remember. I don't even know if he's even playing still. I can't remember his name. He got cut. He didn't even make the 53 roster. And they paid him a guaranteed contract. I mean, it was only a mil, but he got guaranteed that million dollars. But I don't know. I mean, I think uh, I think he's going to come in. He's going to get some meaningful snaps. There, you know, he doesn't have this these type of stats that he's putting up with the Chargers, and not just come in and get meaningful snaps. He's not. I'm not saying he's going to start because it, you can't just take away from Leo Chanel. He's going to. It's it's one of those things where I think they're just going to have a four linebacker rotation. Nick Bolton's going to get a lot of the snaps because he knows the defense. He's the one who calls every all the plays. Um, but you're going to want a lot of talent out there. I can even see in dime where they have Nick as the green dot, but they have uh, Drew Tranquil kind of playing that third safety spot because he's like he's like a safety linebacker hybrid. Let's call it what it is. He plays linebacker, but he's, I mean, I mean he's built. I mean he's two thirty, so he's a, he's essentially a tween. I would say he's a tweener because you, you still want your inside guys to uh, probably still be about two forty, um, but that still can move. Um, but six two two thirty is a good build, um, because you know your safeties are about two oh two oh five. You know if you want a good built safety that could play in the box, um, so he's he's a guy who's essentially a tweener too. Um, so I can see I can see a lot of uh, blitz packages where they have him in there. Maybe they might have him play some Daniel Sorensen roles. Who Daniel Sorensen roles? Um, but it's true. I mean, they they might have him play. You know, some some uh, positions that Daniel Sorensen played when he was here. I'm not saying like uh, cover. You know, deep, but um, obviously when you, you know get closer into the the box. But it was a good signing all you know all around. Um, you know, you got him, uh, Nick Bolton, Willie Gay, and, um, Leo Chanel. So that's a, that's a really, really good linebacker room. I mean, that, that could honestly be that probably the best linebacker room in the entire national football league. If you're looking from a combined, uh, standpoint. So, um, but I I I like I I really really like Drew Tranquil. So that was a that was a good signing um for the Chiefs. I don't I again I don't know what the Okay, there it goes. They oh, they both at they both got one year 3 million dollar deals. So 
two years for six million. That's where I saw the the combined when someone said they combined for their con their combined contract. So that was um oh damn, I'm seeing a lot of uh I'm seeing a lot of uh Chargers uh fans posting uh shit about it. They are not happy about Drew Tranquil joining the Chiefs. I mean I get it. I mean it's a it's a division rival. You're you're jumping on the enemy, but it was good. It's a good signing. Um again, the other one was Mike Edwards, like I mentioned, safety that came from the Bucks. He's a veteran, uh played in the Super Bowl. He actually had a really, really good postseason um that year they won I would say he was probably there I mean outside of Winfield having a a stellar rookie year I think Mike Edwards was probably their best safety I mean they had they had another guy I can't remember who where he went Whitehead they had Whitehead and Whitehead was good but Whitehead got hurt and Mike Edwards came in and play started playing a lot of his role and remember he was getting like interceptions in like every post in every playoff game so, um, I think that was a really good signing, especially for the, the years that they, they signed for one year, 3 million each. I mean, they both probably looked at it and said, Hey, I mean, they both probably told their agents probably told them like, Hey, your market, I, I don't know if you're going to get a contract somewhere. Um, you want to go to a contender chiefs are needing guys and they, they chose, they chose to the win. So, um, but who knows? They could be camp bodies, and these guys can get cut. But I don't think with when they're getting paid, you know, both one year, three million. That three million—that's a good amount. I mean, I'm sure a lot of it is incentive based. I don't know what's actually guaranteed um, out of it. But those guys are going to play. I, I don't see them getting cut from this team. All right. Um, <laughs> this Chargers meme page friendship ended with Drew Tranquil new friendship with Eric Kendricks because yeah they did sign Eric Kendricks so um, yeah I mean the AFC West I mean they signed some guys obviously Jimmy Garoppolo uh, they they went to the um, he he they he went to the Raiders Jacoby Myers signed with the Raiders they they signed some old Patriots guys I, I mean Jimmy was with the Niners for you know last remaining you know, few years, but, uh, he started his career out with new England and with Josh McDaniels. So it makes sense. That's their new starter since Derek Carr is officially in new, uh, new Orleans. Um, and, uh, who, what, what is also having the Broncos? They've made some moves. They've signed a uh, tackle, Mike McGlinchey. Who's not, I don't think is even that good. He came from the Niners. Um, and they, I want to say they got Samaj P. Ryan from the Bengals. That's going to be tough. I do not want to get those guys running. Him and uh, uh, Jamal Williams, I think. Yeah, or some Williams, I think. Or J- oh, God, what is that? Not Jamal Williams. I don't even know why I said Jamal Williams. Uh, their other running back, I can't even remember his name right now. But him and Samaj P. Ryan, they're going to be a, a, a force. Uh, they are trying to boast that offensive line. They signed Ben Power as a guard from the Ravens, but it's—I mean, I—I I still think the—I still think we're going to own the Broncos. I, Sean Payton's a great coach. He's just not—he's not Andy Reid, and that's—that's that's just what it is. Um, 
trying to think uh who else i mean the, the chargers they they pretty much have been restructuring guys like i said they they, they signed uh, eric kendricks they're uh they're about to lose uh eckler because he's asking for a trade i i mean i thought they were going to cut keenan allen but it seems like he just said no nah, you can restructure me so um a lot of these guys are obviously wanting to stay but uh, I I don't I don't think Cleo Max really got anything left in the tank like that anymore. And Joey Bosa, I think this is his last year with the Chargers. I honestly think if he has a has a bad year, he's hurt. I think they're gonna go ahead and just cut him. They're either gonna cut him or they're gonna try to trade him or whatever. But uh, I know he's been wanting to play with his brother, so that'd be kind of something if him and um his brother played together. You know, two Bosa's on a defensive line would be kind of nuts if you think about it. I mean, if the the if Joey's not hurt, his ass is always hurt all the damn time. All right, that's pretty much kind of the free agency frenzy I wanted to go over. I mean, I talked about our guys that we lost: uh, Wiley, Saunders, Burton, Juju, Juan, um, Orlando Brown. We may lose some more. Uh, and those are the guys that just haven't signed anywhere, but we might get some guys back. Who knows? I mean, guys may not get the markets that they want. Like I said, Frank Clark could be one of those guys. Um, McKinnon, I hope they bring back McKinnon. Uh, McColl, McColl, where our wide receiver room is running low because of the loss of Juju. And I mean, they're, I mean, I know they came out and said that Sky Moore and Tony are going to be the guys, but you need people in that room. And I, I'm sorry. I, I don't think John Ross is going to make the roster. And I and I don't think Justin Ross is, too. I just think the injuries are just too much. Um, I'm hoping that I'm wrong. I hope that those guys can pan out, but I just, I just don't see it. I mean, it, it's all pointing to either they're going to draft a stud or they're going to trade for one or they're going to sign one that just we just, you know, I mean, there's really no guy, free agents out there that are worth it. I mean, um Oh, I'm going to see who are the remaining free agent wide receivers. And by the way, March Madness is on, and I don't know. Okay, yeah, I know Xavier pulled it out on fucking Kennesaw uh, State, but we were obviously pulling for them. I'm I'm all for upsets in March Madness. Uh, that's me. I don't. I haven't done a bracket in a few years. I'm just I'm lazy. I just like watching it at this point because um, my bracket gets destroyed every year. I mean, it, it, it just does. I mean, you just have to expect an upset to happen at some point. Virginia losing um, or Princeton beating, oh, gosh, who did they beat yesterday? Arizona, so, yeah. Oh, gosh, I'm jumping way off topic here. Um, but, yeah, no, March Madness is upon us. I'm obviously a Kansas Jayhawk fan, rock chalk bitches. Um, we have Arkansas tomorrow. We got to take care of business, make it back to the Sweet 16. Let's get it. Obviously, we would love to have Bill Self back, but I, I don't I don't know what's going on. Um, obviously, I mean, obviously, it's um, health concerns, but I don't know what the, the, the root cause because I haven't heard anything, so... Okay, because I know Paris Campbell signed a, a deal somewhere. 
Okay, okay, maybe remaining. Remaining. Aging receivers, and I know I told myself I was never gonna go past like I'm almost about to an hour, but you know, guys, I haven't talked to you guys in a while, so I figured I'd just say fuck it for today. Okay. Well, obviously, there's Odell uh, Beckham. I mean, okay, they're not giving me a list. Let me just go. I would say, I mean, obviously the um, the biggest one would be uh, Odell Beckham out there. But we, we need wide receivers. So I don't know if Brett Veach is going to trade for one or we're thinking draft. Who knows? I'm just going to say this because Chiefs Kingdom's been freaking out so many damn times um, about this, and I don't know why. And, guys, I was planning – oh, before – I mean, I'm trying to wrap up this episode. I was going to do a mock draft today. Nah, we'll, we'll save it. We'll save mock draft 1.0 um, for the next episode. I promise I'll get that, get that out to you guys because we got to start getting those rolling before the actual draft hits us. So – um, I will, you know, I think I, I don't even know how many mocks I did last season. So I'll, you know, we'll, we'll try to get through a few. Um, I've been, you know, kind of fiddling around. Um, you just, you just don't know this year's, uh, you know, because we won the Super Bowl and there's, we're, there's only kind of a couple spots that we just need to fill. You know, we need some D line depth and obviously some wide receivers. So who knows what's going to happen? Just trust Bert Veach. The guy's been just cooking, you know, he just, he takes his time. He, he's, a, he's a master chef. He plays chess. He likes to take his time with his food and how he prepares it and what he likes to dish out. And Chiefs Kingdom, you guys sometimes can be impatient. Stop being impatient. He's making moves. Oh, Adam Thielen, he's another guy who's out there. I, I just remember that. And DJ Chark. God, I can't believe I'm not even looking at these guys right now. Um, yeah, okay, so... Okay, there we go. That's what I wanted specifically. Okay, so the remaining receivers are Adam Thielen, Odell Beckham, DJ Chark, Jarvis Landry, McCole Harbin, Matt Collins, and Marvin Jones Jr. So, who knows? Who knows if any of those guys are going to be in uh, Chiefs Red. Maybe McCole might return. Maybe it might be a new guy. But just trust Brett Veach. He's cooking. It's always in Veach we trust. And with that being said, Chiefs Kingdom, the connect is always real.